Bienvenidos. Welcome to another edition of DC TBD. Bonjour, comment ça va? We keep we keep showing up. We keep showing up and and they keep putting us on on the Facebooks. So, my name is Ian Taranji. I am your co-host. Uh, also tonight we have the exquisite Michelle Bush. Hello, bonjour. Bonjour, hey. bonjour. The venerable Marcus K. Dowling. Hey, how you doing everybody? I'm rocking the 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 spring 90 degree what spring? Uh, spring is gone. wear. Spring. We don't do spring anymore. Spring is I just, gone. This shirt actually makes me look tanner than I, I actually am. We're, we're so. in summer, man. Because I was like, where <laughs> have you been? I was like, mm, yeah. hey, Hey. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's summer now. It's, 90, it's, it's 93 degrees today. Yeah. But I think we're going to be back in the 70s, like spring is. Okay. That's okay. fine. I'm just that. going by the Storm Team 4 uh, <laughs> Doppler 12,000. Bob Ryan is a retired day. meteorologist and is epic <laughs> on Twitter. I didn't even realize this until like maybe six months ago. Oh they my did God, a, I must follow him? Yeah, they did a All retrospective right, on, on Jim Vance and they I'm talked about, oh. they interviewed Bob Ryan. And Bob Ryan is, you know, he's yeah. on Twitter. He's oh, killing Jim. Twitter. Shout out, shout out to Bruce Johnson because now he's... He's, uh, the, guy, he's the only one left? Well, he's also sick. Oh, oh he is? Yeah, mm. he is. Oh, that's terrifying. So he posted he's, he's going to be going through treatment. Um, oh so, gosh. you know, prayers to, prayers. to prayers, Bruce prayers. Johnson. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm a Channel 4 guy. Um, I was always a big Tom Kirine fan. Tom I think Kirine. I think Cameron is kind of a pretty boy, but you know. <laughs> I was going to say that's <laughs> whatever, whatever. When Tom um, Kirine was a thing, I was he was like the 6 p.m. Saturday anchor. We have sponsors. Yes, oh, we have right. sponsors. Yay! We are sponsored by Canna Woods. Hey. And Glunt. If you Shout need out. your, if you want your, if you want your blunt in a in a glass container. It is you can see you can see what they did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glunt. I see. Glunt. Glass. Glass. Blunt. Gl- yeah. Blunt. I mean, it works well. It works. Glunt. I can dig it. Works well. Thank you, Glunt. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not going to partake on on camera, or at least I'm not. No, I'm good. I want to speak. I want to speak for you guys. Uh, but uh, we are in the District of Columbia. Yeah. We are here that at is, the One Love Massive HQ across the street. That is my end of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> as, as it has been, yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> we are across the street from the historic Howard Theater here in the Shaw neighborhood of your nation's capital, Washington, D.C. How right. are you guys doing? How's your week? Oh, it's been sunken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Let's see. What, what is the best, the best word to describe my week? Um, entertaining. We'll get into it. We'll all talk, right. Yeah. We talk about Kanye and other such th- other such yeah. things. We talk about Rudy Giuliani and all that stuff. We're gonna get. We are gonna talk about all of that. We are gonna talk about all of that and more. Uh, the title of our episode tonight mm. is "When You're in the Sunken Place, Stop Sinking." Please. I I, I I'm torn because I don't want to talk about Kanye. We have we, to. We have to. He's, we have to. He's, he's a politician. We have to. He opened. Well, first of all, we opened the door last week by talking about him. And last week it was just he's wearing the "Make America Great Again" hat. Mm-hmm. Oh. This week he has gone to new, new and exciting places. Let's just say, um, maybe four hundred years ago, exciting places. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't really exciting for most yeah. of the people that so, were there. But so I want to call this segment. Let me ask my black friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ask a black dude. Shout out to Paul Mooney. Let me ask my black friends. Yeah. Um, was slavery a choice? First of all, you don't even have to ask that question. I don't have okay. to ask that question. Um, I don't have to ask that question. I'll that was rhetorical. Yeah. No, but, there, but there's an answer as related to Kanye. There is. All right. Um, okay. So these are, this is the context by which I will answer this question. All right. Slavery occurred 400 years ago, initially. 
we are 50 years past the death of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Just Do- last month. Yeah, Donald Trump is currently president of the United States. Mm. Yes. Uh, Donald Trump's main initiative in office is to push us back to 1787. Yep. Um, in that construct, we black people are enslaved consciously right now. But we don't have to be. Absolutely not. And that is, I think, the crux of what... Okay, and, and I'm saying this only because the one thing... I was watching this documentary on Netflix about uh, Bobby Kennedy, uh-huh. which everybody should watch. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful. Agreed. I've seen it, and it's fantastic. Yeah, so they were talking about Bobby Kennedy in, like, 1964. And they were contrasting that to Bobby Kennedy by 1968, when he ran for president uh, and right. was murdered. Uh, his presentation... Between 64 and 68 changed drastically. Yeah. He went from being kind of a stutterer and not able to complete his thoughts and not able to, like, really be a lucid public speaker to somebody who was, like, on point all the time, charismatic, lucid, entertaining, intriguing. Uh, Kanye West is attempting to make that point that I just made about how black people are consciously enslaved by a president that wishes to push forward policy that puts us back in the 18th century. But we are free in the sense that we are citizens of the United States who have the ability to vote, who twice voted for an African-American president as president right. at a rate of 96% of all of us who are able to vote and who voted in that election. 96%. So, like, we all voted for Barack Obama. And now, you know, this person who is distinctly not Barack Obama's president of the United States. So we are enslaved, but we don't have to be. We don't have to be conscious in this state of depression and angst Mm -hmm. and you know dementia whatever regarding our lot in life and we could think whatever we want we could be quote-unquote free thinkers that's okay and we don't even have to all think like kanye that's the important thing too we don't all have to be like okay i'm gonna hang out with alex jones because i'm gonna push this thing so far to the right that everything else that's available to think is available to the left we all don't have to do that, but Kanye did that. Because if, if, if Kanye is anything, he's a supporter of Jay-Z, and, and you know, Hove did that, so we don't have to go through that. Which is all that Kanye is really doing at the crux of his movement right now, is he's mm. doing all of these things <laughs> mm. that other black people could feasibly attempt to do. I think and you're be, making the point far more articulately than he has, but if that is his aim. No, but, he, but he's and not. I, a, and I think you're giving him too much credit. But I, but I mean, I feel like that's the thing that, we, that has to be discussed. He's not, he's going into a place that if a, a, a lesser aware African-American person were to go, they would be further into the sunken place right now than he is. See, I think he is a lesser aware person and he's wading into topics that he is ignorant about. I think Kanye's problem, and, and, and I say this, I had this discussion with, uh, 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 with our producer, Mike, uh, beforehand. I'm a fan. Like, I'm a fan. I am a Kanye West fan. I love his music. Um, not even, I mean, I think he's a fantastic MC. I think he's an amazing producer. Uh, he creates fantastic music. Um, and, and, you know, I, I, you want to throw the, the, the genius label around when it comes to his music? Fine. 
But that's the only facet of him that's genius. And he thinks that he's a genius fashion designer and a genius deep thinker and intellectual. He is not a deep thinker and he is not an intellectual. He's a smart guy. I'm not saying you're saying he's dumb. I don't think that he's an intellectual um, because an intellectual doesn't say the things that he says, doesn't make the arguments that he makes. The reason why I think he's so simpatico with Trump is because they are both of the mindset that any attention whatsoever, positive or negative, is good attention. It's good that people are talking. And this is why I didn't, I wasn't even sure that I wanted to talk about him. I know we opened the door last week and, and, and obviously a lot of others. We had, we had to talk about him. We had to, we talk, about to talk about him. But, but, I'm, but I'm still torn because I know that all he wants is for people to be talking about him. Right. And that's that- all he wants. And, and especially because he has material coming out. He has music that's about to drop. Like, I, you know. I- but even the song that he dropped with T.I., um, as comments were coming out and as he was on, uh, you know, the interview with TMZ and then mm-hmm. the interview with Charlemagne the God, you know, T.I. was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I didn't sign up for this. I, I signed up to record with you. I signed up to do the song with you. And it was a great song. Now you've gone so far to the left, dude. This is not, this was not you in the studio. Yeah. So you all have just made amazingly valid points. What I'm going to go into is the Kanye, the mental health piece of it. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It has to be talked about. So this month, um, well, April was yeah. mental, mental he- health awareness month. right? Yeah. And so was it April or May? Or is May? Every month should be no, mental health. Every day should every be. Every day yeah, should I think, be. Yeah, I think it is this month, actually, because I've seen some, some Instagram right. uh, fodder in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. So I am very much in soon, in sync. We need therapy every single day for every trigger of anything that has ever happened. Kanye needed help prior to his mother passing away. Yeah. This is a known fact. We talked about last week right. with Kanye um, and his quest of Kim Kardashian right. prior to 2010. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute, you know, th- this mindset, is he a genius when it comes to music? I think he grew into being an amazing artist. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm at the place where I can say he's a genius. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But a great artist. Yeah. A great artist. You say, ge- you say genius to me, I- I- I'm thinking Stevelyn Wonder. Right, of course. You know, I think that that's yeah. where I Michael am. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Prince. Quincy Jones. I'll Fleetwood <laughs> Mac. I'll Miles Davis. It, yeah, I'll Chicago. Put it, I'll put it like this. <laughs> I think there's a, the, the saddest thing about Kanye in, this, in, in what he's attempting to do. Um, I believe he's running for president in 2020. I believe that we're in the midst of what is going to be a six-year run of social media of Kanye where he attempts to replicate exactly what Donald Trump did in order to get elected president. Because he, see, he sees that it has worked. He, this is not the first time that Kanye has done this. No, he didn't. I wrote a piece. I, I, re, I republished a piece. <laughs> yes, you did. From yes. 2010 when he did the exact same thing when yep. Twitter was cool. Right. He's, he's done this multiple times. He did it on Instagram. Is Twitter no longer cool? Twitter, I mean, Twitter is cool, but because, you know, we have Insta Story. Right. We, we've advanced and, past it. <laughs> and, you know, we're, and the only thing we're doing. I'm still with, working my way through Facebook. It's right. And good. the only thing we're doing with Snapchat <laughs> is just still using the filters. We're not posting on Snapchat no, no, no. because of the yeah, whole right, Rihanna, right. Chris yeah. Brown so, thing. But in any event. In 2010, I, you're predicting that he's going to run for president. Yeah, in 2010. 20, I was 2020. Like, okay, yeah, in 2020, <laughs> he'll be. He's, he's, he's going to run for president. He has to. Um, 
can we get the rock on to, I mean, to go ahead and run to? I mean, I think that I he will. I think that I, that wouldn't surprise me either. I mean, he's or he's not the he's the kind of person I think that will probably run by twenty twenty four, just because mm-hmm. he's got that. You know, I think that he has a more like measured understanding of like what mm-hmm. it actually means, like in the same way that Schwarzenegger did when he ran as this kind of like Republican in quotes, which mm-hmm. is what The Rock will run as. And I'm, I, I feel really yeah. positive. I feel really assured that Kanye's probably going to run as a Republican. Probably. <laughs> and and probably. that'll and that'll burn he Donald Trump's probably backside. he probably knows that he can't get he couldn't get a Democratic nomination. No, but no, but him beating, Democrats take government too no, seriously. But him beating Cory to Booker, give it to someone as an as an entry level yeah job. Well, Cory president's right. presidency is not an Cory entry. Cory Booker doesn't even not right. an entry him level beating, step up to the plate. Him so. beating somebody and the thing is, I think that Kanye also understands that this is really a referendum about blackness. And I think that's the next big conversation that we're going to have in American politics. This is what happens when you make a black person president. Twice. Not just once, but twice. And, and this time we won't go to sleep right. like we did. Yeah, and you create a mandate and you have Barack opening the door to a conversation on, on the left, yeah. on, on the radical left even. Not even mm-hmm. in the cons- not even in the mainstream left right, of right, right. You know, American politics. But this is the far left. All Kanye is doing is that he's pulling this conversation back to the middle. Because he's gone so far right, and the, the Obama support you know, that still exists is so far left. I will say, I will say, um, Kanye right now is every conservative's favorite hip hop artist. Yes. And I am waiting for the uh, Kanye West, Lee Greenwood, <laughs> conservative oh. America, American flag. Oh, it'll happen. It's, it's the, the Otis stage. video tour. It's the Otis, it's the video. Otis video. He's <laughs> done it already. He's done it already. People, f- I posted it this week because the Otis video exists in the world with Kanye West dancing in front of an American flag with Jay Z. I want to see Kanye exists. with his arms around Lee Greenwood singing "Proud to Be an American." He'll do it. No, He'll do it. At least I, I know I'm free. But here, because here's my thing: how we we are sunken like this whole week, and. And, and, I, and I, I was talking to my Uber driver on the way over here, and I said, you know, first of all, can you move a little faster? Chop, 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 I'm on the air in a few minutes. But, uh, you know, we were talking about, you know, this week, because he asked me, he said, oh, what will you all talk about? And I said, you know, we've got to talk about Kanye. We have to talk about certain things. And so I said, how, how do we get out of this? How do we get from the sunken place of, of where he is? And I have to talk about TMZ. Oh, absolutely. Charlemagne, we're, we're used to Charlemagne and we're used to his, uh, you know, his antics and everything. Charlemagne's I think interview appeared on KanyeWest.com. That's all you need to know about it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like, there's a See, that's what I think a lot uh, of people yeah. missed is that it was on Kanye's <laughs> website. This Therefore, wasn't just on the Breakfast Club. Yeah, he this got a check. Yeah, cut the check. He got he got cut the check. But That's we but we had, in the bank account, brother. But this this Boom. week I went back to watching TMZ. So I stopped watching TMZ when the statement came out in regards to Marion Barry, uh, the crackhead mayor. Right, right, right. Of course. I was done. Yeah. I said, you're not going to go there. You're not going to do that. Go there. I'm done. I'm not watching TMZ. And I when I tell you, I've been steadfast on it. It'll roll up on on Facebook, or if I'm accidentally on that particular channel, I flip from it. I went back this week because a black man stood up and stood next to Kanye and said, "You are wrong." Yeah, and I don't think that was great. Uh, and that's why I said I don't think mm-hmm. any black man has done that except for Jay Z. 
Right. And I think that the most important part of that, like I said, this is a referendum. 2020 is a referendum on blackness in America as a political conversation. Because Where do you think that conversation needs to be? I think that that conversation needs to be about discovering what mainstream values look like for black America in the 21st century. We're still operating under the 20th century playbook. Right. We're still operating under that, like, you know, go along, get along. The whole country is yeah, operating like, under the 20th century playbook right, right now. And, and, there's, and, and there's a song called Smuckers by uh, Tyler, the creator, that I've, that I've been posting a lot. I've been posting it since it came out, but apparently nobody listened to it, because it's a, it's, a, it's a... I listen to it. I it's listen. it's fantastic, sorry. right? I'm yeah. sorry, I missed that. It's wonderful. You should listen to it. I'll go back. He, um, in the song, he, ta- he has this thing where he says, I, the, the free Negro archetype. Free. He was talking about freedom in 2015. Freedom. Intellectual freedom as an African-American. And he talked about the fact that he was the first. He was the first guy to cash a check from Nike and also check them at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we've already like moved past commerce. Commerce is out of the African American conversation. You know, Jay Z released an album with Samsung. That happened. Like we've we've interacted with all the brands. Right. Yeah. And th- that conversation doesn't exist. Like we 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 know what the answer is. Now we're at a place. There's no brand that doesn't want black dollars. Right. Exactly. Now we have to get into the conversation of if the person running for president is not literally the perfect black man, which is what Barack, Barack Obama, Obama was. ran as. That's what he was. I'm the perfect black man. Hi, look at me. I'm the perfect black man. I'm running for president. You should vote for me. My, my wife is attractive. She's a lawyer. My children, my children may or may not it, smoke marijuana, but you know. It's the Jackie Robinson syndrome. Exactly. It's the Jackie Robinson syndrome. Right. So now we're at this place where, okay, imperfect African-American, comically <laughs> imperfect African-Americans are running for president. Comically imperfect. Again, comically oh to God. a level where you have to laugh out loud when Kanye is like tweeting. Because he's, he's, you can imagine, like I see like the big giant like, you know, bottle of water or the bottle, of, it's a bottle of water. There's a bottle of cognac. And there's a a, a, wow. a a tube and there's a tube of Adderall, Ooh. and they're like sitting all next to each other, next to like his like laptop in the studio. So what's the other guy gonna gonna take? I mean, coke, obviously. <laughs> I mean, that's where we're going. Like, this, it's a thing, you know. Like, this is it's gonna be lit. Like, wow. because you're gonna end up with, and this is my prediction, and this is like the long tail. I wanted to talk about this briefly. My prediction is that you're going to get Kanye West and Cory Booker standing on a stage. Having oh my God, no. A, and the, for 2020, because name me another no. Democrat that's ready. I'm moving to Kamala, Toronto. Kamala Harris. I'll take Kamala Harris. I mean, but, but even, even better still, you have Kanye West and a black woman how on about, stage. How about Joe Biden <laughs> v. Kanye West? Uncle Joe. <laughs> I mean, if it's Uncle Joe, it's going to be lit. Uncle like, even, Joe. Who's going to pull more black voters? I mean, that's the conversational point. Because, Uncle Joe. Right, I know. But that's the conversational point because the second that Uncle Joe gets ahead, Kanye's going to go to Louis Farrakhan, Chicago, Chicago, because he can. He's running as a Republican. Yes. and He'll, he will go, go, he'll go to him. He will go to Louis he'll Farrakhan and, and minister. Republican and all. Minister Farrakhan, Jay-Z, all, right. all of the great epic, you know, intelligent, quote unquote, wealthy, definitely black men will all stand behind this man. Marcus, my fear is that, <laughs> is that. 
<laughs> by vocalizing these sentiments. It's a referendum on you are making You are making it so. I would, I'm just saying. I would, I would prefer that it not be so. I would prefer that Kanye... Go back to making great music. He's gonna he's gonna put out a fire not, album and, in like and three I'm not gonna weeks. Tell you, and I'm not gonna and I'm not gonna tell him you know shut up about politics. I don't I, I don't believe in ever telling people he's shut up about politics. As a citizen, you know we it, it, it's it's our job to be informed, to keep ourselves this? informed, to understand what's going on in our government, so that we can exercise our rights of self government. I'm all for Kanye speaking on politics. I want him to get informed about issues. Before he talks, be before he talks, no, because he still look, has two years. A lot of people, a lot of people can go around spouting bullshit political opinions that are uninformed. But when you have six million Twitter followers, when you're, um, you know, generally considered to be a a, a, a a tremendous artist. I mean, you know, some will say genius, some will say visionary as a musician. I, I'm with you. I probably don't don't go that far, but, mm -mm. Um, but I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of his. Um, I want him to speak on politics. I want him to, to be engaged. I, I want everybody to be engaged in what's going on in this country. But 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 you got to do it from a place you want of knowledge. Like the whole the whole exercise of self government requires self education. Requires a, a certain amount of discipline to understand what's happening in your government. To understand you know to to and 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 to make informed choices. To make informed statements when you're. Someone whose opinion carries weight, you need to be informed. You that, need to be that, educated. That that's in our political perfect world. Yeah, we're talking about Kanye. So think about this. I mean, and, unfor and unfortunately, I don't. He can read a book. He, he can read a book. He, he, can, okay. he can read a book. He can read a book or I, three or seven. But well, I don't think in the place the where he is right now that we're going to get informed. No, that we're going, going to get that education no, what's that happen? his mother gave to no, him. No, but I'll put it to you like this. Watch PBS Frontline. No, if you can't read the book. Here's what will happen. Shout out to Frontline. My sense is that <laughs> what you see on Twitter is not what's going on in real life. No, because those are white walls that's going on in real right. life. In, could real, be. In, real, could be. in real life, I'm certain that he has people around him, surrounding him, literally telling him what's going on. It might actually be genius marketing to, like, piss off black no, people. No, because the whole idea is that the second he does that... And become the favorite conservative yeah, <laughs> hip-hop artist. He's opened the door. Again, I'm moving to Toronto. Right, he's opened the door and he's pulled everybody in the room. Now everybody's in the room and this we're all true. staring at Kanye. The second <laughs> and imagine the second that Donald Trump says, "I will not seek nor will I accept the Republican Party nomination for president of the United States," he's not going to say that. And then he put no, and then he points at Kanye and he he's says, "I respect what this man values." That's not going to happen. Support this man. First of all, he doesn't respect what Kanye values. He's a racist. Uh, we we established that. No, but on, no, he is. Insert insert he, name here. No, go back he, to he, 2017. He is, find that one. But he understands the value as a marketer of the as a marketer, sure of yeah. the idea that we are we're driving the car is driving itself towards this referendum on race in America that black people have to have uniquely. White people get to vote. Mm -hmm. But black, you have to watch black people, and it's going to be a fascinating thing, Ian, as we go into this 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 All right. this camp because I want to I want to like talk to you as this happens because I'm going to follow I'm going to follow Black Moses to the promise. There land. it is. I'm out here, but <laughs> but like I want to I want I want to watch you. Watch we can't this. do we can't do 40 years in the desert. Though, I know man. we I can't. Need, I got I, you. Man. I need I need a swimming pool. It's it's good. We got. I need that, some man. air conditioning. Mm -mm. But I I, I want to watch what happens when white people across the board 
have to watch black people have intelligent conversations about race and America at the very top of what it is. Okay. And then they have to vote oh. on we blackness. We have to vote? <laughs> you want... Never mind. <laughs> I don't think, think I, I don't I don't think most white people you, vote. You want on us to come. You, you want us to come out. Not that the regular of us. Oh no! You want all of us because because the vote is going to be literally about us. If it's to Kanye, vote, if it's Kanye West and Kamala Harris, I'm moving to Toronto. Hey, the six is awesome. Okay. Toronto's too cold. <laughs> the desert is too I, hot. Toronto is too cold. The, I didn't say for the whole time. Back and forth. You're gonna you're gonna snowbird to Florida. Back that and, that, back, du that back. dual citizenship. You got that. Right? There it is. There it is. <laughs> I got to do something because if you tell me that's what my ticket, if you tell me that's what my ticket is, and I'm looking at one person like I have a lot of respect for you, and I'm looking at the other person like, are you joking me? No, absolutely not. Yeah, it, I'm not voting for. for that's Kanye how 2016 West. was. That's how 2016 right. was for well, me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Hillary fan, <laughs> and, but I I, I well, respect her. She was a senator. She was no, a, you know, not a Hillary fan, and not I a Hill, but wasn't going to vote for Hillary. Wasn't going to vote for Bernie, who everybody jumped on his bandwagon. He's only ever had two African Americans work for him, and the whole time he's been on Capitol Hill. Um, so let's let's go there. Let's put it out mm -hmm. on the table. Um, but you're talking about. Uh, Kanye, okay. foreign myself, foreign myself. Yeah. All right. No. And All right. What? What? The blonde hair, and then he shaved, and yep. but shout shout out to Van, you shout brother, out. you are it's absolutely necessary. amazing. Kanye's gonna take like a hundred checks. You, Van is the hero. Van, Van is, the, is hero the hero this week. week. All right, we're gonna take Bless a quick him. break. We are gonna take a quick foreign break, foreign and we'll be back yeah. to DC TBD. DC TBD. 
We just had fun with uh, with Kanye. No, I'm I'm out of that song. You know what the Midwest <laughs> is: young it's, and restless. It's time to pull ourselves out of the sunken place and talk about Donald Trump. Mm. Um, so the caveat applies, and again, I give credit to uh, the crooked media. Uh, gentlemen for for this because it's something that I I definitely agree with which is as follows if you are pissed off at Trump if you hate the guy if you think he's a joke if you think he's a buffoon if you think he's whatever you think and you're sick of him Robert Mueller is not going to solve your problem no um, at least I don't think so it is a, po- it's a possibility but it's a very outside possibility that it happens because of Mueller What's really going to do it is going to be voting people who are going to hold him to account in 2018 and voting him out in 2020. That said, Mueller, the investigation into Russia, is hugely important. And we got some big, big news on the various Trump legal fronts. This is kind of like a Mueller v. Trump slash Trump v. Stormy slash Rudy standing there saying... I'm an old man. What am I doing here? <laughs> 130K. Rudy was telling all the business this week. Rudy, Rudy was telling all the business. All the and um, shout out to Michael Avenatti, who is out there living his best life every day. He got that shit-eating grin on Morning Joe, mm-hmm. on CNN Good Morning, on Good Morning America, on the Today Show, on CBS. This, he, it, it doesn't I matter. Wanna, I wanna Everybody's got, every, every producer in New York City has that dude on speed dial, and if he doesn't happen to be in the Big Apple, they can get him on the horn. I he wanna, is out there living his best life. I so wanna ask a shout quest- out to Michael Avenatti. I want to ask a, a question signal. about the Trump administration and in lead into this conversation. Let's go. How many red herrings can Donald Trump pull in four years? He blew the dust off of Rudy Giuliani, who was happily sitting in a home somewhere, just hanging out. Blew Rudy. the dust off of this man, and he, and he put the words in his ear, and Rudy miraculously stood up in front of the camera and said all the words. And everybody, and Mueller disappeared mm-hmm. for, for 24 hours. This man is like disappeared from the top of the trending topics. Yep. He's like down to six. He's like, he's like he, he disappeared. He's gone. Because Rudolph Giuliani, again, where do you find these names? Is this like a random name generator at this point? Like, First of all, where, where has he been? So I know where he's been. <laughs> Rudy, Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani does the rubber chicken circuit where he, um, he shows up at various ballrooms, okay. gives speeches yeah. to conservative groups like okay. the Federalist Society right. and, and whatever. And I'm sure he catches a, 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 a payday. Um, a lot of twenty, a lot of twenty-something conservatives get selfies with him, and you know he, the game. he gets to eat baked, you know the the, the baked chicken that they're serving to five hundred oh, people. Oh, the baked chicken! But okay. so he's on the baked chicken circuit. Uh, so what is that seven to fifteen thousand dollars? Oh, seven to fifteen. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, I don't. We're talking I, about I seven. We're not talking about seventy-five thousand. What? Please, yes, you for are. Rudy? Yes. I, have no, I, I, I would say. I would. I have say no idea 20, what Rudy pulls. He's the li- he's the nine. He's the nine eleven man. I mean, he is Ste- the most. He's the most important American. I mean, so Stedman, by comparison, Stedman, the 21st Stedman century. Graham gets like 150k per speech, and right. one of my class books is is written by Stedman Graham. So right, I hear you, but that's on that's on the left. 
We're talking about the right. Ugh, Rudy. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll get, we'll get but to Rudy. But, we'll yeah, get but to Rudy I want to be a Mueller. So Mueller put out. When Mueller does he get past Russia? No. When does he get when does past Trump Ru- get past Russia? No, when does Mueller get past? Like, I was looking at the questions, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's 49 questions, which. They're not actually questions. They're more like topics. They're no, topics. What did you because know you, about the phone calls that Mr. Because Flynn be, made? Because there'll be, be seven or eight oh. questions for every time. How did they end up in the New York Times? Because that's what I'm reading right now. Like, how did they? I, I get The a, thinking is that Giuliani put it out there. Of course he did, because Rudy Giuliani is a real G. He is a real G and a cer- he is a certified G. He is a real man. So let's he is doing the 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 work. Let's talk about let's talk about some of these questions. There are forty nine mm-hmm. of them, and they're in the new. If you if you if you if you look at the New York Times, which is the 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 newspaper of record for the United States of America, for the world. Yes, mm-hmm. the forty nine questions that are currently being asked of the President of the United States regarding collusion. Remember this thing I was telling you about how a lot of them have to do with obstruction of justice. Right, but the. The, the thing about how if you're going to be guilty of something, the easiest way to absolve yourself of, of guilt is by, te- is by literally telling the truth about the, the crime you committed. Right. That's what Rudy did. Yes. That's what Rudy did. Every, every week. I, but here, let, 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 me, let me just, before, before we get to Rudy, let me just close the circle on Mueller. Because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. actually, there's Rudy, Rudy's dipshittery had more, oh, to, do, like more, to, do, more to do with the Stormy, uh, Stormy Daniels. Can we get La a Fair t-shirt Stormy. that says dipshittery? I just want to say that... That's one of my favorite words. I just want to say that wanna, Stor- Stormy Daniels, I don't know how I know this. Stormy Daniels is currently the spokesmodel for Chatterbait. What is Chatterbait? Those I, who know, know. I ran, across, I, gotta I ran across this today as I was driving in. We believe you still <laughs> I love oh it. I can, so, you guys, can you guys see this? I so, took this picture. This was on a uh, oh construction God. site in, so, in D.C. It says, we it, believe you, Stormy. Is it appropriate for me to Google what it is right now? <laughs> I mean, if that's your work computer, I wouldn't do that. But, this is my everything computer. Okay, so. Let me, just, let me just really quickly on Mueller because I thought that there was really big news this week. No, definitely. Which by was, all means. Which was, then there which was. was that, that um, we now learn, have learned that Mueller is willing to subpoena the president to appear before grand jury if he will not voluntarily submit to an interview. Right. And to me, that's huge. That sets up a potential constitutional crisis. I mean, how do you enforce a subpoena against the president of the United States? Norm, the normal channels, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll speak with some expertise as a lawyer, the normal channels would be to serve the subpoena on his lawyer mm-hmm. and wait a if minute he doesn't and if he doesn't show one of those left this week yeah, <laughs> another one bites the you dust have, you have to find whoever is is, Yo, is still employed at that bye moment bye and bye serve bye that Tom. person his name is ty cobb i just want to i just want to mention that and he has a handlebar mustache <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> like i'm looking at this and i'm like wait the baseball player like, Michelle, no. Michelle wanted to rock. Another one bites the dust. I don't, uh, th- I don't, I don't know that we have license uh, clearance. Wait, uh, do, we, do we have license like, clearance for another one? But if he doesn't, if he doesn't show up to grand jury, then you have to get an order from the court compelling him to show up. And then at that point, if he doesn't show up, he's in violation of a court order. And you know, I mean, last I checked, the courts are, you know, the federal courts are uh, a part of the Constitution under Article Three. They have authority. They have jurisdiction. He why is not f- above the law. Why do I That's feel like us. Secret Service would just like drive him there, just be like, "Oh no, we're taking a detour," no, it's and like, like <laughs> and drop him off? It's like, hey, bro, bro, hold on here. <laughs> does he have any Black Secret Service agents? That we- oh, oh, of he, course he does. Of course he does. Yeah. So, so let's talk about let's talk about the Stormy Daniels affair, and we're going to bring Rudy into this because Rudy. <sighs> oh, Rudy. So. Just, just, just quick, uh, uh, quick context. Quick, quick context. Obviously, um, you know, there's, there's, 
L'affaire Stormy uh, mm -hmm. has to do with $130,000, give or take a few, a few bucks. Uh, and a few, payment to and keep a few, her quiet and about a few their affair. Weapons. Hey, you know. And and so Life is wild. Rudy Rudy goes out there and admits admits <laughs> that Donald Trump knew about the payments and reimbursed Michael Cohen, his 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 quote unquote attorney, um, for these payments. Cause that's because Mike had to get that. Mike, Mike, they couldn't put it in the Russian bank in the in the bank account in the Philip in the in the Philippines or wherever they have that that offshore bank account. By making that admission, Rudy Giuliani may have implicated Donald J. Trump in a campaign finance violation. No, he really did. He did like, in real life. That there is, is no ma there is no maybe. He no, did. he did. <laughs> well, there is maybe because you have to convince a jury beyond a reasonable doubt. And so. unfortunately, but he did. He gave. He but provided he <laughs> more than a reasonable doubt. But if you, if he but said it happened. He said, when I'm, "I'm a lawyer. Let me have my." <laughs> no, but, no, but he did, as but, a lawyer. But think about this jury pool. Think about the jury they're, pool. Oh, they're the, the best. In the District of Columbia. The District of Columbia. Please don't pick me. Turn up. Please pick me. Please don't pick me. No, but think about it. He implicated him. There's not reasonable doubt. It's yeah. the yeah. truth. Yeah. Yeah. But did you see the way that he was like leaning over when he said it? Because he knows. It's Rudy. He knows. Like the check is in the mail. Yep. It's in, it's in the bank account. Cut the going Rudy, is not, Rudy is not a fool. I mean, this is a man who was the U.S. attorney uh, for the Southern District of New York. Of this is a man was. who broke up broke up the uh, the the Gotti crime family, I believe. I mean, definitely was had a, had a long and distinguished career yeah. as a U.S. attorney, as a federal prosecutor, uh, going after the mob in New York. Um, he was obviously mayor of New York for a long time. This is, you know, I mean, is his daughter still a thief? <laughs> no, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it. I'm like sorry, this. we don't talk about the kids. Was she ever a thief? No, she's a klepto. No, but I'll put it like this. Like she um, was getting caught at Sephora. Okay, so <laughs> sorry. So. Donald Trump built many large buildings. Yes. In oh. New York City. Hmm. With Giuliani. With Giuliani as the mayor. Yeah. And they're as tight. attorney general. Yes. They're tight. So they're already tight. Think about this as well. A lot of Trump's buildings were built with concrete mm -hmm. because it is a cheap building material by which you can build large buildings. In order to get any sort of concrete to that n a level of amount of concrete to build the Trump Tower, or you know any sort of Trump plot, the Trump plot, whatever Trump building is in New York City, and there are numerous of them, you have to go through the people that control concrete in New York City, who happen to be people largely who have organized crime ties. Russian or Italian? Well, Ooh. both. Or Irish. I mean, but I mean, you start with the Italians, but the Russians have the, the they got it for cheap. They're they're pushing like push a T on the streets, you know. <laughs> they'll 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 cut it and Perk. they'll sell and they'll sell you a brick at you know cut rate via Bethesda. Exactly, you already know. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'll put it like this: when you're working with Rudy Giuliani, they already know the whole game. Yeah. Because they've played the whole game. People don't get this, and people. But Rudy's playing a different game. You know, right but now. people have to get this. They've been playing this same game for forty years. They know all the rules and how to break all the rules and how to win the game because they've won it multiple times. But I feel like Rudy's not, he's not playing this game. He's yeah. not in this game. He hasn't been in this yeah. game. So do you the federal court 
federal prosecution game. He hasn't been in this game for a long time. And I can tell you that it's it's like a muscle, you know? I mean, if you if you if you're if you're out of that game for a long time, you can't just you can't just jump back into it. He's know? trying to jump back into it. Well, he's trying to and <laughs> and failing catastrophically. <laughs> failing catastrophically. It's so, it's fascinating to see. I'm yeah. I'm intrigued by it cuz I want to see what else but let's all, let's also not not take our eye off the ball that you know right now it's pretty clear that there is some criminal conduct that has surrounded the president be it around the campaign be it around um, payments to various playmates and porn stars um, you know it's it's there it's, is there's criminal element around, around him. and 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 you know there's only so much smoke before you can before you can say definitively there is no fire. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's, nope. there's a fire. The thing's been on there's fire. There's a fire. It's the on fire. The thing's been on fire since the campaign. Yeah. Since I think that was like one of the second questions. What was your reaction to the news on January? Yeah. Oh, my God, like 17th, 20, or, yeah. or it was just a couple of days, and then February 8th through 9th, yep. which was like the first major breaking scandal to hit. Well... Part of those questions, I mean, a lot of those questions had to do with obstruction of justice. Um, his whole campaign, his whole presidency. His whole presidency. Yes. But, but there were questions on there that kind of gave um, an inkling into, into where Mueller is going with the Russia piece of it. And there seems to be some, there seems to be some indication that uh, Paul Manafort may have been a conduit, that Roger Stone may have been a conduit. Uh, Roger Stone was a Roger Stone was, was Roger Stone was on Alex Jones this week. Mm. He was on Alex Jones yesterday. Well, Roger Stone also um, <laughs> like, talks to, has, has has had conversations with Julian Assange of WikiLeaks, who <laughs> leaked oh, well, illegally obtained. Obtain materials. We'll have to sit down and, 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 and I don't know, maybe we'll have to do like a Roger. serious deep dive into everything that's going on with Russia because I feel like we get, we get no. information bit by bit by bit but and people lo have, have lost sight of the big picture, the big story. I think that the thing is, is that Russia is the thing that's going to catch him. If anything is going to catch him, it's Russia. It's Russia. Because yeah. Russia is the thing that we're like, anytime you unfold another piece of it, it's incrementally worse yeah where yeah. like every other scandal is like sort of kind of a couple bad. of days and then goes what, away right what, what was the little thing that we used to play with in high school <laughs> oh god the the you used to take forever to try to make it I, yeah. don't, I don't know that it had a name but i do remember those that's, things that's that's what this yeah. presidency right. and then they're gonna open one up and it's like gotcha <laughs> 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 that sounds like a really good place to leave this segment um we are going to be back we're going to talk about um, some serious immigration topics, uh, the, the caravan of Honduran migrants that has worked its way to the U.S. border. Um, so it's going to get us into some immigration topics, uh, which is a little bit in my... No, little, I, that's, little your, bit, that's your whole jam. A little, little, little bit in my wheelhouse. So when we get back, uh, we'll, we'll do that. So we'll take a break.
This is spoiler alert time, all right? Because we're we're gonna get to my favorite thing yeah. at the end of our show. We do that every <laughs> week. We also do our bish sesh. That's Hi. gonna be our next segment. Yeah. This segment, and by the way, we're back. DC uh, TBD. Yes, yes. Welcome back. If you're if you're still with us, thank you. If you're watching for the first time, welcome. This welcome is what to it is. Welcome to our home here at the uh, the One Love Massive HQ. Shout, Shout out, out to Molly. Shout out to Molly. Shout out to Mike, Nick. Hey guys. The whole crew. Love them. I've even got my son Andrew back there. Hey, brother. <laughs> Let the bass play. Yeah, that's really that's good, right, sir. Right. Can't wait to funk parade. I didn't famous, even see famous, you back there. Famous mm -hmm. Lucky So-and-So's bass player, Andrew Taranji, is in yes, the house yes. tonight. He has played at the Kennedy Center, y'all. He has played at the Kennedy Center. Yes, he has. This guy. And he's going to be playing with the Lucky So-and-So's at Exiles Bar, uh, 16th and U, the night of funk parade. Dang. It's a little off the beaten path, but if you come on out, I guarantee you're going to enjoy yourself. Um, we're going to be there with Cosmic Romp and Lookout Gang. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Oh, yeah. So I wanted to talk, I wanted to take a kind of a deep dive segment um, to talk about immigration. Um, and we have, I think, a good vehicle to discuss it uh, because a, a, it's been colloquially referred to as a caravan. I don't know that that's the appropriate term, but we'll, we'll, for, for our purposes, we'll use it. So there's a caravan of migrants, mostly from Honduras, um, also some from El Salvador, who are, are, mm. are coming to the border. For those people who don't know, um, I am an immigration attorney. Um, I'm, I'm fluent in Spanish, and so the majority of my clients are, are Spanish-speaking, non-English-speaking, um, undocumented immigrants, mostly. Um, right. Sometimes documented, and you know they're they're green card holders, and they want to become citizens. Um, and I, I I do that, but I do a lot of asylum work. Um, people who are fleeing these countries, mostly in cent in Central America, like I said, Honduras, El Salvador actually is. I don't want to say it's the worst of uh, of what's going on in Central America, but um, the vast majority of my clients are are from El Salvador. 
And secondarily, I have Honduras, Guatemala, some Mexico, and then some other. Can uh, you speak to the number? I don't think people get the percentages of Central Americans who are in the D.C. metropolitan area. There's a lot. There's like, a I lot. mean, I don't know, I, I, because I know the percentage is like crazy. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I can't tell you what the, what, what the percentages are. I know that there is, a, there is a large, large Central American population here in the DMV. Um, a lot in Maryland, a lot in Virginia. Um, if you go roll up to Columbia Heights here in northwest D.C., oh, it's, it's you'll, amazing, you'll, yeah. you'll run into them. The food is fantastic. If you can get yes. into a Salvadoran restaurant. Yes. Um, That's actually really hard to do. It's very hard to do. If, if there are like three in the city. No. In, in the district. If you go out to PG County, you can get into one. Yeah. Go out to where? PG County. Who? PG Prince. Keep going. Keep going. They have a, Keep going. <laughs> they, have a so they have a wing stop at PG Plaza. No, now. thank. No, thank you. <laughs> oh. oh, I rock. I rock the PG Plaza all the time. Lemon, all the time. Lemon pepper wings. Lemon pepper. Oh, I yeah. used to have. I used I to have can an make ad. my own. I used to have a bill. I used to have a billboard ad with my face at the food court in PG Plaza what? Mall. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, close to the Cinnabon shop. <laughs> you're, a lo- you're a living legend close, now. Close to the Popeyes is where it was. Damn. You're a living <laughs> legend at this point. There Ian, you go. the living legend. Uh, so anyway, I wanted, I wanted to kind of talk about what's going on with these, with these migrants and bring it into maybe a larger conversation about immigration because I, think, I feel like there's, there's a lot of people who talk about immigration and don't really know what the reality is mm-hmm. of our immigration system and... and and what happens to these folks. So um, these people are, are fleeing primarily gang violence. For people who don't know, there is functionally a gang civil war going on in Central America. And when I say Central America, I'm talking primarily El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, some parts of Mexico. Mexico problems are more drug cartel um, than organized gangs. The organized gangs in, in the Central America uh, portion that I was just describing is is the MS-13, um, and also there's Mara 18, uh, Mara 18, and and so they, they they carve out territories and they are functionally the government in these countries, um, or at least in these towns in these neighborhoods. I mean, it's sometimes literally neighborhood by neighborhood. Yeah. Like you can, I have clients who tell me, you know. I leave my house, and I'm in MS-13 territory to take my kid to school. But by the time I get to school, I'm in Mata 18 territory. And whenever Mata 18 sees people crossing over from MS, that's when they're going to try to you know, come up to them and, and say, hey, how much money do you have on you? Right. And it's, you know, okay, you don't have any. Well, then, um, you know, we'll take your daughter and, you know, sell her as... as yeah. Uh, as a sex slave, or or will force your son to sell drugs in his school, even though he's nine years old. Right. You know, and if you don't follow along, they will kill you. Right. They will kill you. They will kill your family. Um, they will kidnap you. It's these. The majority of Hispanic migrants coming into this country are not coming into this country to seek employment. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, once they're here. You know, you need to put a roof over your head, and you need to you need to to work. And you know, a lot of these folks who don't have uh, work authorization are sort of in this the 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 employment black market, so to speak. Um, but they are escaping gang violence. They're escaping gang violence. They are they fear for their safety. They fear for their families. Um, you know, and some of the stories that I hear from my clients are are are, are truly heartbreaking. I, I don't profess to have all the answers as to like what our immigration numbers should be. 
Um, you know, I, I from a policy standpoint, I don't I don't necessarily believe. Well, I, scratch that. From a policy standpoint, I don't necessarily, like I say, have the answers to 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 exactly how everything should be. But I feel like it should not be United States government policy to break up families. No, and particularly not. families with U.S. citizen um, children or husbands. Um, you know, I, I get the question a lot because I was. I started doing immigration work probably about three years ago. And I get the question a lot, how different is it under Trump than it was under Obama? Because, believe me, it was plenty tough under Obama. Mm-hmm. Immigration law is tough. I mean, the, you know, the, 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 the Immigration and Naturalization Act has far more pages and subparts dedicated to how and under what circumstances you get people out of the country than it does how you let them in and how you allow them to stay here legally. So immigration law is tough to begin with, and so even under Obama, there were plenty of deportations. But I always got the sense under the Obama administration, the Obama-run DHS, the Obama-run Justice Department, that they wanted to, um, they wanted to try to keep families together as much as they could, as much as they could. Obviously, you know, if, you know, you're you're an undocumented man, and you're married to a U.S. citizen, but you know you've been convicted of child rape. Listen, it doesn't matter if you have a U.S. citizen wife; they're going to deport your ass out of the country, um, and they should, and they should. But, but, you know, I just feel like U.S. policy should not be one of breaking up families. And like, what I try to do is I try to fight to keep families together. It's a, that's really what I try to it, do. It breaks my heart um, when I see on the news or I see, you know, well, our news is Facebook. <laughs> um, you know, you, you, you've got uh, uh, immigration status that, you know, says, okay, well, you have to leave. Um, and I've seen where, you know, people are in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And they're literally yeah. patrol officers standing ice. over. Yeah. yeah, ice. They're they're standing over them in in hospital rooms, mm-hmm. or you know you've got a family that's been here twenty five years. Husband works, wife works. Their kids are in school, and now Papa has to go back to a land that he doesn't even know, right? And a right. place that he he has no clue. And it just it it breaks my heart. It's also, um, it warms my heart to know that there are, you know, individuals like you that are out there saying, okay, we're here to help. Let's see what we can do. Um, It's such a a hard topic. It's frustrating because because you you, you try to help and there's oftentimes not very much that you can do. Because I think, I just think that, you know. A lot of people, we, we get it. We've we've yeah. been in the city. Right. We remember the riots of Columbia Heights, and then you know as we as we're looking today, as as you know we look at our construction sites. You know on on one gamut, you know we're fighting for DC rights for you know our our you know our residents to have jobs in construction, right. and then of course you go to a construction site and you see nothing but you know Hispanic workers from Virginia. And it, there, there's just so much. And I think that we, again, we have to have the conversation. We have to be very open. Yep. We have to know feelings. And we have to understand what this immigration and naturalization. Because I don't think most people, and, I, and, and I'll be very honest, most people don't understand the law. No. I know I've been confused on it. Right. 
I still get confused yeah. on certain points. And you're the it. lawyer. You know, <laughs> thing, and yeah, I wanted to add something. Yeah. Um, there's a quadruple bind. Like, you, you think that double bind is really bad. Yeah, but, but a quadruple? Like a, right, it's like a quadruple bind where there's like... Is that the thing where you... Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's, that's literally thing. what it is. And there's, a, and there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's an there's a undocumented... Quadruple bind. Yeah. yeah, there's an undocumented, you know, Guatemalan or El Salvadoran, especially in D.C. Mm-hmm. The reason why this issue touches me in D.C. is... You see so much startup business, especially in the restaurant sector, happening in D.C. And all of the people who work at the lowest rungs mm-hmm. of this industry. Back of the house. In the back of the house yep. are all undocumented. And I'll, I'll say this, like a good 75%, I'm sure, are undocumented Central Americans. Not in, the corp- not in the corporate kitchens. No, but, but in like the startup entrepreneur, yeah, like, you know, like you, if, you, if you drive down 14th Street, oh that's my all God, I got to say. I was just going to say. Right. That's what it is. And, and I'll, I'll say this to the point where when I, when I lived like down the street and I would walk home from 14th Street at three o'clock in the morning, all you would see mm-hmm. are undocumented folks hopping in the same car, like five guys in the same car, yeah, driving right. up to Northern Virginia, mm-hmm. you know, after their long day at work. And they're, come, they're coming back at nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, or they're, try- they're trying to get on that last bus exactly. to, to get all the way downtown so they can catch the 38B across all the into, way, right. yeah, all it's the crazy. way over into Roslyn yeah. and yeah. everything. It's, but it, it's, it's the thing, the thing that's the most troubling about it is Trump demonized gang violence. And there's a small sector of people from these gangs who move across the border into the United States in order to carry on the illegal, illicit, you know, drug mm-hmm. dealing and sex trafficking that these gangs, in, you know, enable yeah. in America. Like, you have to create a marketplace for it. Mm-hmm. And it's a lucrative marketplace for that in the United States. So in spaces like, you know, like, gosh, like Phoenix, Arizona, I would say like border towns in in Texas. I'd say Miami, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like these are places where the, their industry, um, DC, mm. and it's here. It's here in DC. Literally, it's, it's there's MS thirteen in the DMV. Yeah, like and, and you can, and it scares me. Yeah. I, I will tell you. So the it second you demonize me. them, and then you have an issue where you have undocumented people working and making good money good enough money to travel back and forth to Northern Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, but they're undocumented and you can't necessarily put a paper on them mm-hmm. and you cannot tax them. Then there's that other part of the bind that says that now that you've put all of this on them, you, are, you look at these people and they are those people. Yeah. They exist in a state that is lower than most African Americans in this area. And you look at them and you're able to castigate them. You push them further and further and further out. And then the point when you put the crime thing on top of them, which is what Trump did. Right. Because because most of them are not criminals. Right. But the the second you intimate that these people that are already ostracized and castigated could potentially be criminals... Well, isn't that what conservatives have done with black people for right. generations? But the thing, but the thing that scare up. white people, yep. right? But the thing that Trump did, it wasn't even scare them. The it was, yeah. it wasn't even a scare tactic. It was, it was more insidious than that. It was like, bang, like okay, yeah, MS-13, boom, and then it's like, you know what MS-13 is? Yes, it's 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 one of the world's most violent gangs, and you're just, I'm just like. They treat MS-13 like it's ISIS. But you know what it and is, and they treat ISIS like like it's the Crips and the Bloods. No, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what Donald Trump does. Very few white people have been killed by any. I'm going to tell you what Donald Trump does because it's it's sad. It's sad but true. And I realized that the second I got a Netflix subscription. Oh goodness. 
when you watch all of those street gang documentaries yes. on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. MS thirteen is like in episode two. I won't watch them. And it's like in episode two, they're like MS thirteen. They come across the border. They have tattoos on their between their their thumbs and their forefingers. You have to look on at the faces. thumbs. Yeah, and even on their face. You have to look at and the one that got me was, was one that would like those ladies like I was living, she was in Oklahoma somewhere, and she's like, I, I looked between the thumbs and forefingers of the kids that were coming into my school. Schools. Kids. And MS-13, they had these, MS-13 those, is in your schools, white people. They had those tattoos. In your schools. Montgomery County. Montgomery County. Right, it's crazy. So, I mean, it's, it's really unfortunate. Um, I don't see any sort of revision coming to that legislation anytime soon. So you do the Lord's work, Ian. <laughs> because there's no uh, revision coming to this legislation. No, there's not. There's not. There's not. You have to work, you have to work within, within the constraints. And you have the smallest constraints now yeah. to work within. So do no you doubt. think as we look forward to 2018 and 2020 that legislation will change or is this going to be we're just we're we're just the hamster on the wheel and my hope my hope is that we'll get um something that legalizes people who were brought here as kids who mm -hmm. have only known this country as their home mm -hmm. um it's kind of colloquially referred to as dreamers um yep. and, and the deferred action <gasps> DACA. daca kids um but there are a lot of other daca there were a lot of other daca eligible who did not actually like fill out the paper but daca stole the books that. right like that that's no. it no well, but no but there was that there was yeah, that there was that there was that injunction that was just filed there was an I injunction that. that was just filed i mean yeah. they're trying to get rid of it i think at some point it's it's it's, it's going to go ropes. away unless it's mm -hmm. unless we get a legislative fix so anyway we're going to come back and it's bish sesh yes uh -oh. yes we'll be back let's go Marcus Dowling. Hello, hello. My name's Ian Taranji. Thank you for being with us. Thank you to One Love Massive for uh, producing us, putting us on here, and giving us a platform to to bish. We appreciate Cause it's, it. Because it's that time. It's yeah. that time of the week. Bish. The bish sesh. Bish. So what we do, for those of you who don't know, um, we're each going to do like a 30-second elevator pitch on our bish. Then we're going to vote, the three of us, mm -hmm. which bish we're going to talk about. So, I can Michelle, yeah. please, please, please start us off. Give us the 30, the 30 to 60 second elevator pitch. You know, I try. It's ladies first. Um, always, always ladies, ladies, ladies first, first. Ladies first. 
You guys are like harmonizing there. <laughs> that was nice. That I'm was an, nice. I told y'all I'm an alto. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So my bish for the week, and I was hoping that we we were going to be able to to move on from from talking about this young man, um, but Mr. Trayon White, <sighs> council member, mm. Ward Eight, gang um, gang, yeah, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Um, is having a People's Gala on Friday, May 11th, 2018, from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. So that sounds like a lovely, like a nice function, a nice, you know, mm-hmm. good, a good, let thing, go, a let good me, thing. Let me go down to this little corner here. Suggested donations, oh no 100, 500 max. So you know what that means. This is for his new Re-elect. campaign. Yes, yes. Re-election. Yes, yes. How are you? Mr. Ward 8 having a people's gala when Phil Mendelson just had to get up in front of the council and basically pull you out of the water and you weren't even around. No, I mean, mm. it's, it's, the, it's the black people's gala. All right, so Ward 8 rising up. Woke. That's Michelle's bish. The woke black people's gala. They ain't you know? woke. Marcus, yeah, they okay. broke. So uh, I want to talk about um, Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's a good one. The people that, you know... Actually swung the United States election. Swoo! After now, now that the whole thing is done, and and you know they've probably made like a, a nice seven-figure check. All the people that were the top, you know, executives there is going out of business. Yes, yes, it is. Was it like that scene in Wall Street? With yeah, this, exactly. <laughs> right. Like it's, they swooped in and just yeah. everything's gone, it, it, it's flying like, out the window. Like yeah, I think so. That that's this is the moment when again I always say that like. The level of illicit behavior that is out in the open is is at an all-time legendary high. Yeah, people just don't even give a shit anymore. And they, and and note that okay, so usually, so like, so like, like, like the guys who sold the weed out of the back of their cars on U Street. <laughs> Not familiar. When they went out of business, yeah. I don't think I they were any. like almost put into you know incarceration for selling weed on the street corner out of their car. The people who literally swung the United States presidential election are allowed to cash checks for millions of dollars Mi- and then go out of business like nothing happened. Millions. Yep. All right, that's, Re- a, good, that's re- a good one. Rest in peace, Vern. Right, so me, there it is. Yeah. Let me give, it, let me give, it, let me give my, my, my bitch of the week. Um, wow. I've got to talk about, first of all, I, I do not recognize the Washington Wizards Oh. They are and always will be the Washington Bullets. Oh, no, they not. Shout not, out to Jeff Ruland. Not playing I like want, that. I want them to go back to being the Bullets, but yes. that, that's that's not my bish. That's Le not my bish. My bish is, you know, a couple of years ago, I'm sitting here and I'm telling people, man, watch out. Watch out. The Wiz are on the come up. They're getting their shit together. Let's go Celtics. Wall and Beal. Gortat on the pick and roll. Nope. And uh, they just shit themselves womp, womp, womp. this year and put themselves in a position where they were the eight seed having to play the one seed. And, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm sitting here, I'm like, all right, well, so what's the hope for next year? And I'm reading all these articles and the, I, mean, I can summarize all the articles about the Wizards' future as follows. They're fucked. Well, I they mean, have no cap flexibility. Wall gotta go. No, no, John Wall is a leader. I'll put no, it like, he's right. a, I'll put he it, is I'll, not. I'll, I'll say well, one. Let's, let's I'll say it. one thing about basketball right. for half a second because I actually right. I love sports and Are people we, don't know this. The first thing that I was into in life, long, long before politics was sports, Gortat's not a finisher. 
He's not a guy who could put the ball in the hole and like slam dunk the ball into somebody's face and, and ruin their lives. That's the kind of guy they need. Yeah. They had the ability to get Boogie Cousins, which they should have done. Mm-hmm. But they didn't they couldn't decide between moving Otto Porter or um what's his name? The Oubre. Uh, or or Kelly Oubre. To mm-hmm. me, if you take Gortat and like Oubre and move them and get Boogie in there. You can't, they're too expensive. They're all they're all too expensive. This but was, this that was, was the but that was, was the original idea. That was the original idea. That was the original idea. You take, and, right and before the trade deadline, but the Wizards, because the Wizards are, are perfectly okay with being complacent <laughs> and being and being a a a a, a six hundred level team, not a seven hundred level team or an eight hundred level team. It's like a class that they take, no. like a six hundred level team. They're right? in they're 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 in they're in Detroit Lions territory, which is <laughs> not bad enough right. to get the people that you need, but like. Not good enough to be contending for championships. So here, so here's the thing: Are we voting to continue to uh, talk about? Yeah, we can talk about that. No, I want to. I want to talk about me, this. It sounds, it sounds to me like any one of these three topics. No, I want to talk, talk about the Wiz. I want to talk about the Wiz. Yes, yeah, my vote because the Wiz are we are going to talk about the Washington Chicken Gizzards, as uh, yeah. I call them. Because right, okay, let's get it. Let's get it. Okay, so the problem with the NBA. The Uh-oh. many, the Uh-oh. many problems with the NBA. Uh, okay, mm. so the one problem I have with the NBA is that it's not a game that's predicated upon set offenses anymore. Ten it's years, a, ten years running. Right. It's a game that's predicated upon superstar athletes doing superstar things. And you need four guys on the floor. If anything that the Golden State Warriors have taught us in the last three years, you need four guys on the floor who could fill up the who could fill up the net from twenty feet away. Well, that's overkill because a lot of teams have done it with three. And I think think prior to that, there was the Boston Celtics, and then it was also San Antonio. The Raptors told you you needed four people, and even the Chicago Bulls, right? And Miami, like we we can go on the gamut. But you need that fourth. To, to, to you need flex. a good solid role player, but like Hall of Fame level players, you need one or two right. or three. And how many are left in the industry? And no, but I'll put it like this: like There's the Wizards, Hall of Fame players, the all wi- over the league the right Wizards, now. I think there's never been better talent in the NBA. The than, Wizards than want you. Right the Wizards want you to believe. We <laughs> all <laughs> start laughing. I'm sorry. <laughs> that that Kelly Oubre. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. And, and I like, Otto I like, Porter. I like Oubre. Are superstar level athletes. They're not. Who can get, uh, and this is the key part. They are. Who can get their own shots. They can. And generate their own offense and not depend as they are when they play best. Set, set offenses and pick and rolls. If there's any one thing that Otto Porter is the best at in the league, like the best at in the league. Is coming off of a screen and roll and hitting an 18-foot jump shot. Right, which is the worst shot in basketball. Right. The 18-foot jump shot, the long two, is I mean, the most inefficient shot in all of basketball. Did you, you, in 1986, it was the shot. In 1986, <laughs> it was, in 1996, it was the shot. In 2006, it was starting yeah. to come out of vo- vogue, but like in, 20, in 2018... It's not the shot. That's the worst shot. That's the worst shot in the oh, league. But you have, and you have two guys who do the same thing very well. Rip Hamilton in 2004 with the uh, oh, with the Pistons. Oh, screen roll, man, all day long. Like he used to run, he used to run off those back screen curls and hit that 18 footer. He he was money at that. He was right. money at that. But 
So, but 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 here's but, but you bring up you bring up Ubre and 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 Porter. That's the problem. They have the multiplicity of. I mean, what's option. what's Porter's contract? Is it is it a max contract? Yes, it is. It's a max. max. How is? I like Otto Porter. I like Otto Porter a lot. But you're right. He can't get his own shot. He's a guy who relies on John Wall. You know, John uh, Wall. Uh, John, John Wall, Wall driving, draws the double team, drawing drawing the defense in and giving him space to shoot and kicking it out to him. And and you know, Beal Beal is the same type of player, but Beal can get his own. Beal can get his own shot. Beal Beal's, Beal's more shot. Beal's more comfortable getting his own. The, the funny thing with, with Bradley Beal and Bradley Beal is probably one of the top five players in the NBA. I like Bradley Beal. But he's, he's phenomenal. I people don't like. Think he's I, top five. I don't people like don't, John Wall. People don't give him enough credit. If no. People don't give him enough credit, but I don't think he's. I top will five. put. I will put it like this. He's if, a great player. If you put Bradley Beal on a team with like stretch threes, fours, and fives, where him as a long two could like actually do the thing that he does, which is just like I'm going to shoot the ball. But the teams that have stretch threes, fours, and fives are winning championships. I mean, yes, that's the Golden that's the Golden right, State that's Warriors. That's what I'm talking about because you you notice there aren't that many. No, but to me that's, that's the old, thing. That's an old Dallas Mavericks team. Exactly. And 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 if you think about like a like a um like like a Dirk is Dirk is the picture is like the, a the picture like a Mi- like a Michael five. Finley when yeah. Finley played with that team Finley was another guy who was like criminally underrated yep. because he didn't need you to do anything. It's right. the same thing with Steph Curry right now. The reason why Steph Curry is the best guy in the league is because Steph doesn't need anybody else on the court to do anything else for him. Well, Steph is also the best shooter because he'll he's pull the up best shooter. 20. He's the best shooter I've ever seen yeah. in he'll, my life. He'll Better pull up twenty five. Like as soon as he crosses half court, he's in. He's 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 That's in range. He's ran those plays in his head two and three plays prior to. All right. Right. All right. So that was our bish sesh. The Wizards. There. There. The Wizards bish. are in a sunken place. Bish. But but we are going to end on a high note. We're going to end off with my favorite thing I saw this week. When we come back. free jazz um all right so we are to head down to our last segment here at dc tbd this is we like to end on a high note my favorite thing that i saw this week um (laughs) i'm gonna get us started real quick uh because we all recall um the the white supremacist slash nazi march in charlottesville Mm. uh last year and i think one of the enduring Images, um, unfortunately, so. But one of the enduring images of that 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 whole affair was um, the the assault by many, several uh, uh, white supremacists against DeAndre Harris. It's everybody has seen the pictures, seen the video. They were in a parking garage right. in Charlottesville. Um, the reason I'm putting this as my favorite thing I saw this week was because we've had two. Convictions for felonious assault. Amen. Jacob Goodwin um, was convicted in Charlottesville earlier, either earlier this week or last week, um, and then just today, I think, 
Michael Alex Ramos, after 35 minutes of deliberation, the jury came back with a felonious assault conviction that could land him in the slammer for 10 plus years. Absolutely. And, you you um, must go. That is just as you Absolutely. must go. You must go. You do not pass go. And do you not pass go. $2. You damn sure don't get to collect $200. And uh, I can't is. imagine white supremacists are very popular in prison. But they are not. We'll see. That was my favorite thing that I saw this week. We're starting to get justice um, for DeAndre Harris, and uh, I think that there's a few more. Um, and also, shout out to Sean King, um, who uh, has worked tirelessly to identify these people, to take photos, to blow them up, put them on social media. He's got mm -hmm. over a million Twitter followers, I believe. Um, and he was instrumental, um, not the only figure, but one of the figures who was you know, we're not waiting. We're not waiting on the Charlottesville police to find these people. Mm -hmm. We've got photographic evidence. We're putting their faces out there. Somebody's going to identify them, and once we identify them, then we put pressure on Charlottesville PD right. to go and get these guys. And and he did it, and and it's working. And uh, Sean Sean is shout, a, shout. Sean is my Morehouse brother. I did not get the pleasure of meeting him uh, when I was at Bennett um, because I'm a tad bit older than him. Um, but uh, I do about a year, about a year. So, <laughs> but I do know some people that, um, you know, do know him and everything. So I guess I'll move on into my favorite thing of the week. Um, will I get in trouble if it's two, if I hurry up and, and say them, so of course my favorite event when I worked at the Hilton Washington was the white house correspondence dinner. It was an amazing time. I actually got to work uh, the red carpet. We'll have to I, talk about this because I hate the White House correspondence. Oh, I loved ahead, it. It was just a fun time at the hotel. It was a lot of work. But shout out to Michelle Wolf. You did it hands down. People don't understand. You come into the White House Correspondents' Dinner, you have one job, and she did that job. Sarah Sanders, whatever, Huckabee, whoever. It's called speaking truth to power. Uncle it's, Fester. That was literally speaking truth she to power. She spoke the truth. So shout out to Michelle Wolf. You did an amazing job. Love the nerd prom. Um, hopefully in the next uh, presidency, we'll get back to what it's really supposed to be. My second favorite thing of the week are all of the college students that are getting accepted to multiple, and I mean multiple, schools. There's a young lady in Greensboro, she is going to Bennett College, who has, what, $8 million worth mm -hmm. of scholarships. There's another young man. It is not obnoxious, Holly Morrison. Shout out to the kids. Okay. I got into like 11 colleges, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was like, beautiful. Th this is not obnoxious. It is not a, a, a annoying. This is what kids should be doing. It's to be celebrated. It is to be celebrated. No Continue to mm. do the amazing work to all the teachers, all the college professors, Shout all out. of it. And the, the school administrations, y'all just get it together because you got some amazing kids who really do need to go into careers of now leading the schools yep. um, mm. down a great path. So that's my two favorite things of the week. Thank fantastic. you for letting me break the rules. Fantastic. Fantastic. Cool. Marcus, knock it out. So, um, Take us so, home. Take so us home. What, what are you doing next Friday? Next Friday. May 11th. <laughs> um, let me look at my schedule. At about noon. At about noon? Yeah. What? She's resting up for Funk Parade. No, you know what you can do? What can I do? You can go online at savagetimesfenty.com. Uh-oh. And you can purchase... Rihanna's lingerie. Yes. Will it come in my size? Yes, it comes oh! in it comes in like every size basically. This is the genius of Rihanna. 
Rihanna. I hope my pastor did not see that. Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> is, okay. So like. So like. Not that I'm crass, but I'm gonna go in a, in a direction here for half a second. Rihanna in the last year has gained like 25 pounds between like here and here. It's amazing. If I could just get rid of 25 right. pounds. Right. Like she did that. And, here. and she did that. And she like strategically gained weight in such a way that you know people who call her the most beautiful woman in the world when she was a stick. Like she's become more attractive in a non-traditional way. Yes. That forces you to look at her. Love her. Every day. Can I just squirt some of her right. um, thing on my shoulder? Exactly, right. That didn't sound right. I'm sorry. No, but it's, that's what she did. She squirted <laughs> and, her, and, uh, and her concealer. And make it look sexy like yeah. that. Because Lord knows I need a little right. tan. So it's, it's incredible. Um, <laughs> Rihanna's found a way. She's got a reggae album coming next year where she's... Getting into conversation leadership, and, and, and Kanye's in conversation leadership. We were talking about him earlier. But Rihanna's in conversation leadership in a way where she opens up the conversation just by doing the right thing. Yes. Solid, like, solid business woman. Without saying anything, without doing anything, without making it like a huge political conversation. Because the first part of the conversation that she puts in front is a thing that is so awe-inspiringly gobsmacking that you can't you can't deny it. It's undeniable. We love, we love Rihanna. We yes. love Rihanna. So shout I out do. to Rihanna for putting out a lingerie line that literally all women of all shapes, sizes, colors, you know, backgrounds, whatever, can wear it's gonna be and huge. do wear. And it's, it's going to make her a ton of money and it's actually going to open up a lot of wonderful conversations. Fantastic. Fantastic. Beautiful. Well, we are wrapping it up for DC TVD. We Episode did it. number three. We did Episode it. number three. Um, shout out to Mike and Nick for we uh, made it. making this all possible to One Love Massive, to uh, Glunt and Canna Woods. Hey. We love them. We love them. Thank you. Thank you for sponsoring. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Peace. Peace.